On behalf of Beth and JD, we wish you all um, a happy new year, but more importantly, a holy new year. We wish you all a holy new year. And of course, we stand at the back door of 2017 this morning, and we stand at the front door of 2018. And in some regard, I think we are similar to Joshua, General Joshua and the children of Israel, when they stood on the verge of the promised land of Canaan, when they were on one side of the riverbank Jordan, and they were to cross the Jordan and to take the land that was full of giants, but great blessings of fertility and produce and so forth and so on. And so I think we're like the children of Israel as they face the promised land when we face 2018 together this morning. And I want you to think back to when Joshua and Israel faced their future in the promised land. They must have, at some measure, looked back over their shoulder. You remember they wandered in the wilderness by a judgment of God for 40 years until a tired generation of doubting and disbelieving Jews were buried in the desert. I did a little research on that, and there were 1.2 million adults when the judgment began, 20 years of age or over, 1.2 million. Divide that by 40 years, that was 30,000 funerals a year. That averages out to 82 funerals a day for 40 years. And so as they looked at the vistas of the promised land, as they considered God's command to go into a good land that they were to have, they reflected surely on their daddies and their mummies who were buried in the sand of the wilderness. They should also have reflected on the doubting that brought their mummies and daddies to judgment and death in the wilderness. And they should have mourned, and I, did, I know they did, the death of their beloved leader Moses, who died before they crossed the River Jordan into the Promised Land as a dictate, as a consequence of sin. And here we stand and look back, perhaps to some measure, wisely, to 2017. And in some ways, we are like the Israelites of old who were on the verge of entering their Promised Land. And I just wonder, I don't want anyone to answer out loud, but I just wonder, as you sit here in worship this morning, and as you look back on 2017, what experiences stick out to you? Any wandering around in your own wilderness because God justly and properly spanked you in 2017? As you look back over your shoulder, on 2017, what do you see? Do you see episodes of you doubting God regarding Scripture and what it says about forgiveness and God's promises to you as a believer and your identity in Christ? When you look back over your shoulder at 2017, do you note a lot of deaths, perhaps of loved ones, or deaths of dreams, deaths of friendships, deaths of hope? Or as you look back over your shoulder at 2017 this morning, are you mourning any losses? Losses of sure things, at least you thought they were sure things. A job, a car, a politician, 
safety in your home, money in your bank, your clean bill of health from the last physical exam you had. As you look back over your shoulder on 2017, do you resemble Israel? Israel wandered in the desert for 40 years, and Israel doubted that God could give them the well-fortified land. And Israel attended a lot of funerals. And Israel mourned the loss of their go-to leader, Moses. I'm quite sure that when all of us look back on 2017, we each will have our own wanderings to consider, we each will have our own doubts to admit, and we each will have our own funerals to remember, and we each will have our go-to persons that aren't go-to persons for whatever reasons anymore. But here's the deal. This New Year's Eve morning, if we lock in on what was 2017, if that becomes our fixated point of reference, we will not properly face into all the good, all the potential that God has for us as his children in 2018. When I was learning to drive, I think I've told you this more than once, but when I was learning to drive, the professional driving school taught me that I should be a windshield driver as opposed to a rear view mirror driver. They taught me that I should drive with my eyes focused on the road ahead, looking through the windshield and reference my rear view mirror every six seconds. They said six seconds. And so when I do that, when I reference my rear view mirror every six seconds, but at the other times I look forward through the windshield, I can drive safely. God wants you to be a windshield Christian as you enter 2018. He wants you to reference your rearview mirror periodically so you can learn from your mistakes. You can trust more when you think of answered prayers, etc. But don't be fixated on the rearview mirror. Philippians 3, 13, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing, not many things, but one thing, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Forgetting what lies behind, but reaching forward to what lies ahead. That's the way we should come into this new year. And so the question becomes for the man in the pulpit and you in the pew, will I choose to face 2018 Specifically, will I face 2018 with its brand new possibilities for full obedience to God, for full trust in God, for full hope because of God, and for full dependence on God? Will I? Will you? As you enter into 2018, if God spares life through midnight tonight, will you enter into this new year with its new possibilities for you to be full in your obedience to God, to be full in your trust in God, to be full in your hope because of God, and to be full of your dependence on God. You know, as I was thinking about this message and praying, four questions came to me, I believe, from the Lord that I think are excellent questions for all of us to consider, but more than to consider, to answer. And the first question is this. Have I not obeyed God in any matter in 2017? Have I not obeyed God in any matter in 2017? 
That needs to be answered by each of us. Second, have I resisted trusting God in any matter? Have we resisted trusting God in any matter in 2017? Is there a matter in 2017 when you said, yeah, Lord, I trust you, but I'm going to work it out. I'm going to trust this person more than you or that thing more than you. Have I resisted trusting God in any matter in 2017? Third question, have I lost hope in any matter in 2017? Have I lost hope in any matter in 2017? Have I said Jesus is my hope and my stay, my portion and my deliver, but he doesn't really provide me hope in this. So I'm going to be downcast. I'm going to be discouraged. I'm going to be joyless. Have I lost hope in any matter in 2017? Fourth question I would submit that you ought to ask and I ought to ask of ourselves, have I failed to depend on God in any matter in 2017? Have I failed to depend on God in any matter on 2017? If you pray, God will impress upon your heart if yes is the answer to any of those questions, and he will be specific. And then it will be your responsibility and mine to fix it in 2018. We want 2018 to be a year of full obedience, a year of full trust, a year of full hope, and a year of full dependence on God. Well, let's return to General Joshua and the Israelites who were right up to the entry point of their promised land. And as I said, this is in some ways like we are on 2018. One of the best ways to study any scripture is to look at the verbs, just to focus in on the verbs of a passage or a verse that we are reading, the verbs, the action words. It's a wonderful way to unlock Bible study in a general sense of Bible study. I have some passages I'm going to share with you that are, were pertinent. They were contemporary they were simultaneous to Joshua and Israel going into the promised land. And the first passage I want to read to you is Deuteronomy 10, verses 12 to 13. And we're going to look at the verbs in particular, but let me read the verses. Now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require from you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and love him, and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the Lord's commandments and his statutes, which I am commanding you today for your good. As they face their future, as we face our future, as they faced entering the promised land, as we face entering 2018, listen to the verbs in those verses. Fear, walk, love, serve, keep. Let me expand. Fear, that is respect God. Walk, that is live God. Love, that is love God. Serve, that is serve God. Keep, that is obey God's law. Sounds like, sounds like five wise ways to seek to live in 2018. Fear, walk, love, serve, and keep. Let's go on to a next passage that also was written to Israel at the time of her 
coming into the promised land. Deuteronomy 30, verses 19 and 20. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice, and by holding fast to him. For this is your life and the length of your days, that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. And so like we did with the Deuteronomy 10 passage, here in Deuteronomy 30, I want to identify with you not just the verbs, but the verbal a form of participles. What are the verbs and the participles in these verses I've just read from Deuteronomy 30? They are following. Choose, loving, obeying, holding fast. Let's expand. Choose, that is choosing spiritual life. Loving, that is loving the Lord your God. Obeying, that is obeying God's voice. This is God's voice. When someone says, I want to hear the voice of God, they need to read the Bible. And if they want to hear the audible voice of God, they should read their Bible out loud. This is the voice of God. And so, four more things to add to respecting God, living God, loving God, serving God, obeying God's law. Four more things to add. Choosing spiritual life, loving the Lord your God, obeying God's voice, and holding fast that is being true to God. Not being a person on the Lord's day that is one kind of way you are, and being a totally contrary person to that Mondays through Saturdays. Holding true to God. Going to your school, and when the kids at school use God's name in vain, that you don't enter into it. Not going to school, and when the schoolmates tell dirty jokes, entering into those dirty jokes. Not being like the coworker who steals from the company because she can get away with it. But holding fast to God in 2018. And so we've looked at Deuteronomy 10, we've looked at Deuteronomy 30, and now we go to Joshua chapter one, verses two through nine. These are all passages that had to do with when Israel faced the promised land, like we faced 2018. Joshua one, two to nine, Moses, my servant is dead. By the way, sometimes we have to come to grips with that. That the person we trusted the person that we banked on, the situation we thought was a sealed deal is dead. But God is not dead. God is not dead. Joshua 1-2 again. Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you just as I spoke to Moses. 
from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun will be your territory. And Jews will get that territory in the millennial kingdom. Every square inch of real estate that God promised Joshua, the Jewish nation will have. God is the future for Israel. Going back to verse 4, And from the wilderness in this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun, will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. For you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do, careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What? What an encouraging commendation. So again, we'll go to the verbs in these verses. They are as follows. Arise, cross, be strong, be courageous, be strong, be very courageous, be careful to do the law, do not turn from the law, meditate, be careful to do the law, be strong, be courageous, do not tremble, do not be dismayed. Here's some patterns there. Arise. Do something. Talk is cheap. Arise. Do something. Cross. Do something. Be strong. Be courageous. Be strong. Second mention of that. Be very courageous. Second mention of that. Be careful to do the law. Do something. Do not turn from the law. Keep doing the right things. Meditate. Be careful to do the law. Second mention of that. Be strong. That's the third mention of that. Be courageous. That's the third mention of that. Do not tremble. Do not be dismayed. That's the second mention of that. Sounds like some more good ways to live in 2018. One more passage for this message. It's Joshua 24, 14 to 15. Now they are in the land. Joshua is giving his swan song, his farewell address to the nation. And this is what he says to the nation as he's passing off the scene because of physical death. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served before the river and in Egypt. And serve the Lord. 
If it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today. Choose for yourselves today whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served, which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Did you catch that for Israel back then there were idols in their history and there were idols in their present? If you struggle with idols in 2017, those struggles will remain in 2018. Beware. And so let's synthesize, let's bring it together, let's bring the verbs and participles together from Deuteronomy 10 and Deuteronomy 30 and Joshua 1 and Joshua 24. Let's bring them together to see 13 ways to look forward into 2018. Ready? Respect God, live God, love God, serve God, obey God, Choose God's spiritual life. Be true to God. Do God's will. Keep doing God's will. Be strong in God. Be courageous in God. Meditate on God's book and go with God. Don't fear. <laughs> That's uh, quite a list. Which is the most important of the 13? Well, I'll tell you something. In Toronto yesterday, it was a 52-year record low. And so we sat on the tarmac waiting to take off with a WestJet airplane, and we sat there for half an hour late. You know why? To de-ice the plane. You know, they come up with that big truck, and they spray that chemical all over the, the wings and the flaps of the wings and the whole body of the aircraft, the, the landing device, all that stuff. They spray the de-icer on all of that, and I didn't begrudge them taking 30 minutes to do that. I was real pleased, actually, they did that. But as I looked out on our aisle of seats past our son who was at the window seat, and I looked through that window, and I saw the left wing, I'll tell you something I didn't say. I didn't say, I'm so glad you're doing the left wing, don't worry about the right wing. Because both wings were important. Both wings are important. And you can't look at this list of 13 things and say, well, that's the only important one. They're all important for all of us. Respect God, live God, love God, serve God, obey God, choose God's spiritual life, be true to God, do God's will, keep doing God's will, be strong in God, be courageous in God, meditate on God's book, and go with God. Don't be afraid. And so here we stand at our own Jordan River with our toes just in the river. We'll wade into the river at midnight tonight. Here we stand. And the vistas of our new year are similar in some manner to looking at the good land which was promised to God's children of Israel. But before we take our strides into the land called 2018, may we remember, may we consider, may we plan, may we choose, may we decide that our great God warrants 
demands, deserves our full obedience to him, our full trust in him, our full hope in him, and our full dependence on him. I think it's a great encouragement to us as the incredible body of Christ that as we face forward into the new year, that it is Coram Deo. Coram Deo. We live before the face of God. Coram Deo. We live before the face of God. And in light of this, 2 Chronicles 16, the first part of verse 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord move to and, th to and fro throughout the earth, why? That he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. Coram Dale. We live before the face of God. For in 2018, for us, for the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. Not people playing games. Not people who say one thing and live another. Not people who have one foot in the world and its sinful pleasures and one foot in the church. No, God says, Coram Deo, we live before the face of God and for the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. Is that you? I want that to be me. That my heart would be completely his. Do you want that? I believe you do. Tell him that before you leave the building. Prayerfully tell him that. I want my heart to be completely yours. Coram Dale. I want to unashamedly live before your face in 2018. We pray. Lord, we thank and praise you that you have eyes that run to and fro across the whole earth, that you would strongly support those of us whose hearts are truly yours. May we be a local church where that is the case. Lord, we understand that when we look back on last year, we have many cases wandered from your will. We've known what your will was in a matter, but we just haven't done it for whatever reason. Forgive us. Lord, when we look back on 2017, sometimes we have to admit that we doubted you. We took matters into our own hands. Please forgive us. Lord, some of us look back on the year closing and we have been in attendance at a lot of funerals, literal funerals and figurative funerals. Help us to look to you, to be our comfort and our perspective. Lord, 2017 for some of us involved mourning 
morning some go-to persons or go-to things that failed us that are no more. Thank you that they failed us and thank you that they are no more because it means that we can trust you and should because you will never fail. Help us to face forward as a congregation. Help us to be windshield Christians. And Lord, grant us grace to have a desire and a commitment to have a full obedience in you this new year, a full trust in you this new year, a full hope in you this new year, and a full dependence upon you in this new year. Especially in the areas in which we didn't have these things fully in 2017. Identify those areas, Lord. Thank you for this time together. Thank you that the word of God is timeless, relevant, applicable. Thank you in some manner that the more things change, the more they stay the same. So help us to learn from Israel's example on the verge of entering the promised land, lessons that will stand us in good stead as we go into 2018 if you spare our lives this afternoon. Thank you, Lord, that your eyes move to and fro throughout the earth, that you may strongly support those whose hearts are completely yours. We pray these things in Jesus, our wonderful, precious, lovely Savior's name. Amen.